0: Hey, before this episode starts, I have great news. Step one, we have absolutely no COVID quarantine shelter in place talk. It's not happening in this episode. You deserve it. However, in the I have something to recommend for Greg, I do recommend a documentary that does talk about the Jehovah's Witnesses and does lightly talk on the fact of people leaving a church uh, as well as sexual abuse scandals within the church. We don't go too deep into it, but just a fair warning that when that part comes up, that is going to happen. Have a great one. Be safe out there.
1: Welcome to Elucidated, a podcast from my sister, Aaron, and my brother, Greg, learn something new about each other. Aaron, what do you got for me today?
0: Greg, this memory came to me like most life-shatteringly embarrassing memories come to me in the dead of night. Um <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's a good one." I like might have told you like anecdotally that this has happened to me, but the vivid memory of it is so rich in my brain right now that I just decided that this is the story I like to tell you. All right. I would like to tell you about a time that I embarrassed myself quietly, but I'm sure prominently in a public space.
1: <laughs> okay, let's do it.
0: Um I have to paint the picture of how I got to this predicament. Um and it starts with the night before hanging out at the t- Morgan's house at the time she was staying or not staying with but like her roommate was Chris. Um the guy who lives in Oklahoma who we stay with after the accident, yeah, and um we had planned a night where we were going to get drunk and watch Jungle to Jungle and record it,
1: oh, okay. and we did all right, we got
0: real wine drunk while watching Jungle to Jungle, the Tim Allen film <laughs> <laughs> and recorded all of it. So somewhere, I think it's on Morgan's computer somewhere, there is footage of just drunk us watching this movie.
1: Um I'm sure it was a great time.
0: I'm sure it was great. However, I had to go to a baby shower the next day. I had to go to um I think this was a baby shower for Ryan or baby Ryan. So this is years okay. ago. Okay.
1: All right.
0: Um and it was going to be at a PF Chang's. Oh, so nice. <laughs> <laughs> I had packed everything I needed to get dressed and like dress nice cuz baby showers you are supposed to dress a little bit nicer to go to this, excuse me. And, um the next morning, I woke up so hungover. As you know, wine hangovers are nasty. The fucking worst. Oh, I, are so bad. A couple times I was sweating. I like got my shit together the best I possibly could. Got dressed. I was wearing uh like tights, shorts and a dress. Um, I think. No, I was wearing like they're not quite spanks, but they're like shorts that are like really tight and yeah. flesh colored. Um and tights and a dress. And I went to the baby shower. I was fucking struggle bussing so hard. I luckily got sat next to some of Roxanne's friends who were like really sweet. Um, we won a couple of the games because I happened to have my backpack with me. So like the game of like, do you have this in your purse? I had like fucking everything. <laughs> um, they're like, do you have a knife? And I was like, turns out I have a whole cutlery set. Cause this is also my work backpack and it has like my reusable cutlery in it. Um, <laughs> so we were good to go on that. And it was like overall fine, but like my head the entire time I was like, like I was like sipping tea, just trying to like keep it together like don't puke don't puke you just have to get through this baby shower and then you can go home it's fine everything's fine and i go to the bathroom and i use the restroom and i the bathroom is like we're we're in like the back party room of this pf chang's and the bathroom is on the complete opposite side of the restaurant down a little hallway
1: yeah okay
0: and so i start making the walk back across the entire restaurant and I feel something, and I'm like, mm, something's wrong. And I run my hands down my back, and my dress is fully tucked into my underwear. <laughs> the whole back of my dress is tucked in to my underwear. And I have walked the entire length of this restaurant <laughs> to get to
1: the back room. <laughs> just wait. Are you talking about like little, <clears throat> like whole ass the whole way?
0: Like, oh, the whole back of my dress was just in my underwear. <laughs> so I was like displaying my like tights and underwear situation. Oh my God. To the whole <laughs> restaurant. I walked the whole length of it. And I felt the weird, like, this is a little too breezy. Um,
1: That's about to ask. Like, you
0: didn't feel any Right of before I walked into the room with our family. So, like, I noticed it before anyone I knew noticed it. But everyone was, like, standing up, because I think it was, like, cake cutting time. And the two girls, um, I think they're married or they were just partners, um, were, like, close to the entrance to the party room. And they see me just, like laughing and they're like what's up and i was like i just walked the entire length of this restaurant with my dress tucked into my underwear and they're like oh my god are you okay and i was like i'm so hungover that i can't even feel embarrassed right now like i just feel like yeah fuck it i guess like, like, like this is fine um oh, no but i think about it often that like people were just trying to enjoy their fucking lunch and i was like what's up yo let me walk You's by your table. F- I walked by so many tables, Greg.
1: You made the most, uh, like, risque <laughs> fashion choice for that. P. F. Chang's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure that other people have this story of like one time this girl walked by us in a bright yellow dress that was fully tucked into her underwear, and
1: she just <laughs> kept walking. <laughs> She didn't even notice. She She didn't even even give a a shit.
0: She didn't even notice. How did she not notice that it was very breezy in the back? Oh,
1: my God. I did, guys.
0: Just too late.
1: How did you not Um, notice you had a whole dress in your underwear is my question. Greg, I was (laughs) blindly
0: hungover. Like, my whole body was in pain. Logic wasn't registered. You had a
1: whole pair of pants in your pants.
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah so so that that memory resurfaced itself um
1: oh man that you're just welcome re- that just reminded me of what i'm gonna buy it was the yellow you.
0: dress i wore at mike and sarah's dre- wedding so if you want like a really good visual
1: oh yeah it's cute a, that's a cute dress too
0: <laughs> it's a cute dress i don't think i have that dress anymore but it's a cute dress <laughs> you
1: got um, rid of it you're like no more Mm-mm.
0: it like started the, the lace started like pilling like oh. it just kind of became like a fluffy Mess.
1: Yeah, no, it's that's time to go. It's time to go. No,
0: um, but yeah, so okay, that's a that's a story that I would love to forget. So I'm gonna put it on the internet.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And I'm gonna I'm gonna rebuttal <laughs> that with my own. Um. Oh hell yeah. So, did I ever tell you about the time I full on pissed myself in the middle of a movie theater? <laughs> I don't. I.
0: No, I mean our first episode was when you shit yourself. <laughs> I don't, but th- I don't thank you for kale this tale. The movie theater doesn't sound familiar in any way, shape, or form. So, uh, go on.
1: <laughs> okay, so um, God, I was I was too old to be peeing yourself. Is how I'm gonna start this. Mm-hmm. I was way too old for that mess. Um, so it was dad. And I, Thomas and Shirley, and we all went to go th- see, I think it was one of the Batman films.
0: Okay. Um, like the Christian Bale Batman? Yeah,
1: like Christian Bale Batman, okay. or maybe it was a double 11 <laughs> movie. I just remember it was a movie that I particularly was enthralled with. Um, okay. And about halfway through the movie, I had a piss, real bad. Um, but I made the conscious choice that this movie's too good. I can't miss a bit of it. I'm just going to hold it um Mm. so we wrap up this movie i'm trying to play it cool i've i have to pee more than i've ever had to pee before in my life but like up until this point i've never pissed myself like i've always had complete and utter control of my urinary system so (laughs) i just figured yeah he's like you know i've had to pee bad before you know we've had a long trip to tahoe where you're on a windy road nowhere to pull over i can handle this you know yeah um, at the time, though, I was at the uh, – what was it? Ple- not Pleasant Hill. Concord-Brendan, right? Okay. And the Concord-Brendan has two handicap-accessible bathrooms at the top of the ramp on the first it sure floor. sure does. Uh, both of those were occupied. So I had to make the trek up the stairs to the second floor to use the restrooms up there. Um, okay. And I remember going upstairs was uh, an amount of pressure – on my system that I could barely withstand. And I remember I got to the top of it in a panic and I ran into the restroom and I heard the sound of rushing water and my body was just like, that's enough. I've, I've (sighs) done it. You've, you've, you've waited too long. And as I breached the door to the bathroom full of a X, like a, uh, right now a post movie crowd, oh no! Being far too old, I think like probably sixth or seventh grade. Um, uh-huh. full on piss myself, and Ugh. the the start of it made me just uh kind of freeze in place, like, oh shit, I can't. Yeah, stop.
0: once it starts, you just have to ride it out. There's no, there's no stopping it.
1: So I ran after I like, I kind of concluded what was happening and i couldn't stop it i ran to the nearest like uh toilet i try to damp myself off as much as i can and here i am like full-blown piss pants uh <laughs> jeans so the worst pants also to pee yourself so in, just
0: highlighting
1: it highlighted super dark nice uh you know good old uh fashion outline of that going on
0: oh my god
1: and now I'm in this public restroom surrounded by a bunch of people and my brother, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is a whole added layer to this fucking mess, knowing that I have to now go confront our father. Ugh. Fully urinated pants and in public. Um. Oh, no. Yeah, so I had to go down to him. I, I tried washing it out. I tried making up a story like, oh, I slipped and there's water. <laughs> some shit. I smell like piss. I look like I pissed myself. <laughs> I, I'm trying my hardest not to admit to my own father that I just straight peed all over myself. <laughs> I'm also ashamed because I'm in public, right? And yeah. uh, you know, knowing, knowing our dad, he's not the fucking uh, coolest guy when it comes to some no. situations. Um. And he just basically puts me on blast in public, too. So I have to go down the stairs in front of everyone to meet them in the lobby. And he's like, what the fuck happened? And I'm like, ah. Uh... And then Thomas is trying to cover for me. And he's like, oh, dude, you splashed water on yourself, right? And I'm like, that, I pissed myself. What a hero. Yeah. What a I fucking, hero. Yeah, I fucking pissed myself. And he's like, what the fuck? He's like, how fucking old are you? How fucking old are you? You, you did what? And you, you did what? <laughs> I'm like, uh... And you're like,
0: yeah, dude. What's up?
1: Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I did do it. And he's like, what the fuck? And he grabbed me by the the arm. And I, I realized at this point, he was trying to get me the fuck out of a public space as quick as he yeah. could, you know? Yeah. But as a kid, it was, like, so scary to have him just, like, grab yeah. me and, like, viciously start running towards the truck. Yeah. And then he, like, pulled out some cardboard he had in the back of it, laid it out, and he's like, don't you dare get some piss on my seats. <laughs> Jesus, Dad. <laughs> drives me home in the quietest, most awkward, piss smelling truck ride I've ever had in my life. I mean, luckily home is very close. Yeah, and I just had to have him just like so ashamed. Wait, of did his Shirley time.
0: and Thomas stay at the movie theater?
1: I think they took a different car. So there's two okay. cars. I think that he had like just picked me up to take <sighs> me to that movie. Oh and god. oh my god, it was just the worst. It was just the absolute fucking worst. I, to this day, I'm like, I'm so happy I look so much different than I did when, as a kid. Cause like, holy shit, I, in front of like, 15 people, just pissed myself. First off, like, it wasn't nice. like I peed myself and then had to go out into a crowd of people. Like I peed myself right in front of a crowd in the middle of the door when they're trying to get out of the bathroom and they're just looking at me <laughs> pissing myself. <laughs> The fucking worst. Um,
0: oh, uh, <laughs> I hope the movie was worth it.
1: It wasn't. It
0: wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. If we're really honest, it wasn't. Turns oh, out, oh man, Greg. Uh,
1: so I hope that makes you feel better about your um, your shirt or your dress being tucked yeah. into your pants.
0: I mean, like I'm trying to think of the last time I pissed myself, and it was definitely as an adult.
1: At least yeah. like in the if it's in the sanctity of your own home, you know? It wasn't. Oh no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was it was in a public space, but it was like an outdoor public space and it was dark. And I was at least behind a tree.
1: Okay. That's good.
0: <laughs> And I was wearing a dress. Okay, all so right. I just had to like chuck the underwear.
1: That's see, that's why I wish I had like a kilt. <laughs> yeah, in that like, instance, you
0: know. Yeah, like in that specific instance, I essentially just decided to pee outside, but didn't take off my underwear.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's like pretty okay. That's an uh, that's an acceptable of
0: all pissing myself instances. That's the best scenario I could have asked for is no one witnessed it and I was wearing a dress.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I I have a quick one uh, <laughs> that happened in my adulthood. Um, mm-hmm. I was stuck in dead stop traffic uh, and it mm-hmm. was like the type of traffic where you could not get off. I was mm-hmm. in the middle of Highway 24 um, and I had to piss like so bad I couldn't see straight. So I found the nearest cup, you know. I had a yeah. hoodie. I took off my hoodie. I made like a, um, a cover for my yeah. genital region. You know, I positioned <laughs> the cup between my legs while I'm driving, oh, um, no. aimed, you know, and then mm-hmm. did my business. Now, but here's the thing, though, is that the guy in front of me abruptly stopped, oh, which made me have to abruptly stop and cause the worst splashback I've ever uh, <laughs> experienced, <no. laughs> where. Oh, Probably like a half cup of my own piss just like <laughs> sh- sh- shot into my gooch. So- <laughs> oh,
0: that's awful. Oh, I hate it. So oh, it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're doing great. I pray I promise that I'm not incontinent. Um just sometimes you shouldn't drink that much. Yeah. oh man yes well that's we did it we're adults that can function i promise
1: yep we are jesus oh god
0: yeah that feeling though that once the piece starts and you're just like fuck it like i literally can't do anything about this
1: yeah no i am i was trying to like pinch it off you know no because at least with me i can like i can pinch you know and like yeah physically stop it but i was wearing jeans and i couldn't get yeah. past the jeans it's, it's no. all bad it's all, all bad because bad. then you're just pissing Oof. yourself grabbing your own junk it just makes it worse it's, it's just,
0: yeah that's also not a great look oh
1: <sighs> all man right. so here we are <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: now nah, that's in public that's public knowledge for everyone um I
0: shared it with everybody
1: so, yeah, you know, just, just.
0: You got something to share share to me or share with me or share for me? <laughs> yeah,
1: I do. <laughs> I got okay. I got something to share with you. Um, I'm right. hoping you haven't seen this yet. We'll find out. And I don't think I told you about this yet because it feels like one of those Ooh. things where I would have told you about it. But I think I tried to hold my tongue. So let's see how well I did. Okay. Um, It is a Netflix series called. Okay. I am a killer. Oh, uh-huh. Have you seen it?
0: Greg. Do you know me at all in my love
1: of true crime? Okay. I was just hoping that you hadn't seen it yet.
0: <laughs> um, I have actually not watched um more than one episode of it.
1: Okay. Cool. Well, uh just I guess as a description for anyone else yeah. who's wondering. I'm a killer is a Netflix series where they do an interview with a murderer who is currently uh, in prison. (coughs) Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of them have life sentences, but not necessarily all of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And they do a really interesting look at how a murderer describes his own actions or her Mm -hmm. own actions. And then taking that into account, Then goes and talks to the DA that was associated with their case, talks to the family members of the victim, talks to people that used to know them from their childhood and gets an outward looking source. And you get to see the DA that try to defend them because a lot of times the um, attorneys that are assigned to them try to get them off a death row because they feel like for some reason they don't deserve the death penalty for what they did. Uh, And there's plenty of reasons why every case is different, obviously. But you get to see this culmination uh, from start to finish about how the person who committed the crime looks at it and how the people around that person see them now and how the family is dealing with them and how the law looks at them. And it's just like this really interesting perspective because – I think that it's really genius how they they start off with the killer's perspective. Um, Yes. And you kind of see how they rationalized it in their own mind in a lot of cases. Like obviously you have some of them that are just like I did a horrible thing and I'm serving my sentence and I deserve it. I deserve every last bit of it. I was you know, out of my mind on drugs or whatever. But you also have some of them that have like totally rationalized it. In like such a such a believable way, where when you're listening to them, you're like, "This is so sincere and so honest." And then you hear about everything else, and you're like, "Oh, whoa, this is like crazy and like and scary." And so, yeah, it's just a really interesting show. I highly recommend it.
0: Um, have you ever listened to the Ear Hustle podcast?
1: Ear Hustle? No.
0: Um. So it's by a formerly incarcerated member of the San Quentin State Prison. It's like a they're out here in the Bay Area. San Quentin, for anyone who doesn't know, just knows the name of the prison is actually a very local prison for us. Yep. Um, and it is a team of differently like, San Francisco Bay Area people who uh, produce a podcast of current people incarcerated in San Quentin. So it's like their stories from them. And it's essentially like what life in prison is like. Um from the 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 prisoners themselves instead of like you know, a board member telling you what it's like inside. Okay. Yeah, so you might want to listen to ear hustle. Um there uh because it's like a former inmate and a current inmate, it's like an interesting perspective.
1: It's called ear hustle. Huh.
0: Mm hmm. Ear hustle.
1: I'm writing that down.
0: Um, I also have a recommendation for you. Um, it is also a series. It's not on Netflix. Okay. Um, it's pretty heavy. Um, <laughs> lovely. Um, it's about the Jehovah's Witnesses.
1: Oh, shit. Okay. And
0: their crazy structure is just called The Witnesses. Um, Hannah Hart recently put out a YouTube video. It was pretty, like, heartbreaking about how her dad and her stepmom are not going to be attending her wedding because they are Jehovah's Witness. And they don't recognize her and Ella as a couple. Um, So she, yeah, I know, the m- biggest eye roll sigh, like, fuck right off. And yeah. so she mentioned this... Series, which is actually like on the Sci Fi Network, is where I watched it. Um, okay, but it's sci-fi. like a uh, it's by this investigative journalist who's actually out of Emeryville. Okay. and he found out about these like sexual abuse cases that were hidden by the Jehovah's Witness church, and it like goes into like that whole thing and like the structure of silence they have within their their society, their church, their cult. If we're gonna be real honest here, yeah. Um, and it's wild. Um, I haven't had like any like witness friends. There was our neighbors in Tahoe were, and I knew that they like didn't celebrate their birthday and all this other weird stuff. But um, I had never had any like full interaction with any Jehovah's Witnesses but um I had no idea the like structure that they had or their beliefs like systems that they had in place and it was like really really eye-opening I think anytime I read anything about like any like really like huge religious structures um that have so much money and so many like strict rules on their um followers right and how they're able to circumvent taxes and certain laws um every time that i learn more and more about different face like that i get like more and more frustrated with like the closed-mindedness the prejudice the homophobia the misogyny the um the hate the hate that comes out of structures like that. But I feel like the more I know, the more empowered I feel to like speak up against things. Or there's a lot of people who come out of um, the Jehovah's Witness who are literally like going through deprogramming like a cult. And so like to know that like, should i ever meet someone like that that to know that they kind of like went through a, a really big thing it's not just like us being like oh i didn't get confirmed for catholicism you know yeah <laughs> like, no it's way whatever yeah it's... it's like significantly harder like there's a good chance that like they no longer talk to their family um kind of lets me have a better empathy base so that's a pretty wild series if you want to give that a go
1: yeah no i'm i'm definitely down um yeah that's crazy i i feel the same way too like the more i learn about and i don't want to say specifics but like the more i learn about you know certain groups and like how much money they have and how they have obtained it, that money and how Mm -hmm. they say that they're gonna do a thing with it but they never do it and it seems that like the heads of these things are like they have their own private jets and they have their own mansions and mick mansions and whatever and like it just seems like there's so much benefit for the the leadership positions of a lot of these organizations and it's off of the backs of everyone else that's been programmed into it and it's just so frustrating to see that yes there's like it's like it's not only like a belief system that i think is really troubling in a lot of instances it's also like a very um defined benefit for the people who are in charge of running it you know like they get a monetary gain (laughs) from it. And I find that even more like... Concerning. Yeah, because if it was a belief system and strictly that, and no one was really benefiting from it, then like there's issues with that, but like that's its own thing. But then when you see people who are driving the narrative of it so hard and so strictly, and then also like seemingly just doing it for money it just yeah. it seems even shadier and shittier yeah i mean More the
0: catholic it. church is a big problem in that space too like the money oh, yeah. that the catholic church has is like um disgusting um so but yeah. that's a a much heavier topic that we don't need a deep dive in anymore into. yes but that is the serious because i literally just finished it and i was like it's so good and so intriguing um that i needed to share it
1: yeah hell yeah i'm very excited because you know i have had hell the time now so
0: yeah there you go <laughs> um do you have something to share not share with me but do you have a question for me
1: um okay let's see oof i need to like get out of uh like deep scary zone (laughs) (laughs) okay so you have a litany of any material that you could possibly ever need right it's like the matrix you think of it it's right there in front of you you know you don't have to go anywhere for it you don't have to hunt for something you have everything at your disposal what project what thing would you make if you had one chance to get everything you needed to do a thing available to you and only one for this one thing is there something that you would make above all other things
0: uh i've got nothing sorry
1: Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) Because, like, currently, right now, um, I wanted to do these, like, little signs for the downstairs. mm -hmm. They're, like, they have these uh, LED lights that look like neon lighting that you can kind of, like, make into your own font. But I need to have something that, like, etches it. So I started looking into, like, building my own uh, engraver. Or I guess, like, I don't know. I forgot what they call it. But they, like, they rip out, like, a design. You can build them from Mm -hmm. scratch and like get all the motors and stuff. And like, Mm -hmm. if I had (laughs) like all of these weird little gears and motors and shit, I would think that'd be so much fun to just make like a an engraver or a router. I guess it would be like a three D router. Router. Or you know, like it routes out like you put like a piece of wood down or a piece of plastic, and it'll like arbor out like an actual design. You know what I'm talking about? It like cuts into yeah. the wood. Etching. Etching. Mm.
0: Yeah, like laser etching. Kind of like etching. that, but
1: but it would cut like a laser cutter. There's a name for that.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah. Um. I don't have like any dream projects, you know. Okay. We've like talked. We've had that question before of like, like if you could pick up any, like craft or anything. Right, because like, like really similar. Um I guess if it's like a I just say I want it and now I have it, I would want like printing press stuff. Like I would want like really expensive equipment to just show up.
1: That would be sick. What would you do with a printing press?
0: I mean, there's like a lot of zines that I want to make that like making multiple copies is expensive, so like any kind of like book binding um hardware, nice printing material, like if it just like oh like a a, a a printer that never went out of ink. <laughs>
1: That'd be fucking badass. Yeah.
0: Um lithograph printing is also pretty interesting. Screen printing is cool. Yeah, I feel like I'd want like a fully functioning, like all type printing press to just like show up. That'd
1: be sick. Hell yeah.
0: I'm gonna need a much bigger house.
1: Yeah, and what I was about to say is like your whole room is just like one big press.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Morgan, we live in a printing press now. I hope that's cool with everyone. Yeah. I think just because I've been using art as like an outlet for just decompressing the idea of like putting like thought into what is the project is not really the headspace I want to be in.
1: Yeah, for sure. I also yeah. – I was trying to avoid, like, an art project because I also know that, like, when it comes to your projects, they come very much off the cuff, it seems like. like Yeah. everything that I've seen you ever do, it's very much in the moment. It's inspired by your environment. It's inspired by what's around you. Mm-hmm. So, I was kind of more, like – because i got like a bunch of like projects that i want to do not so much like art yes. things but like projects that i would like to yeah achieve.
0: i don't have any like big projects on my space like nothing needs like repair like you just bought a house so, like you've got like a lot of projects to think yeah. about i still live in a rental so i'm chilling um yeah <laughs>
1: yeah no but i i think having like a printing press would be badass i think that if you had something yeah. readily available to you to like make the zines you wanted to make you'd be like ripping out so many cool fucking things
0: yeah it's just like uh, such a costly
1: seriously yeah yeah because i was looking into still fun though like uh the um computerized like screen printers Mm -hmm. for like clothing and i was like oh that'd be kind of cool to have i thought like because uh 3d modeling things are dropping in price like maybe that would drop in price too but no absolutely not they did not Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you got a question for me
0: Um, okay, if you could own a, like, small shop that would probably be considered kind of like a hipster or, like, finer things kind of shop, um, what would it be and where would it be located?
1: Okay, my gut reaction to that. Um, <coughs> would be mm-hmm. like a old school, like family owned, video game slash board game store.
0: Mhm. Like a Games of Berkeley.
1: Yeah, cause there's something so like about diamond. walking into one of those mm-hmm. that makes me just feel so happy, and like. just like looking at all the weird board games that are out and available and like seeing like all the weird adaptations you're like why does halo have a board game
0: (laughs) yeah and like you see like the posters for like open play in the basement like yeah Yeah,
1: and they have like the the old card table fold out tables everywhere and like just a bunch of like nerdy kids who are with their friends uh in like a safe space playing magic Yeah, and then, like, last time I went, I found, like, they had, like, the OG Zelda. I talked about that on a podcast, and I was just, like, so happy to see it because I've never seen it before, like, and, like, just have that and be, like, so stoked to go try to play it, you know, like, there's something about that environment that always makes me feel, like, I'm, like, super safe because, like, everyone in there is, like, on the same plane, you know? Yes, Um, yes. Like, yeah, it's just I feel like if I was going to do something, it would be that it would have a bunch of retro games. It would have a bunch of old school games. It would have a, every weird board game you could imagine. You know, like I would love to be the place that when like people are like, oh, do us play Catan or whatever. They can call me up be like, yo, you got to be like, I, I got that. I also have like a Monopoly version of Catan. I don't know why they yeah. have that, but they have it. So come on down. You know, <laughs> like I would yeah. love to have a little storefront like that. How about you? What would you have?
0: Well, you didn't say where would it be located. Oh,
1: where would it be located? Shit. Okay. Um, hmm. City's too busy. Concord. I've been here forever. Mm-hmm. I feel like not Seattle, Washington, but like on the outskirts. Out, on the outskirts around there. Yeah. Because I love how woodsy it is. I love how rainy it is. <laughs> it's like the perfect environment to be inside playing board games, you know? It's like gray yeah. skies and rainy. I think that would probably be where I'd want to be for sure. Nice. I love that environment too. Like, because gray skies to me remind me of like being a kid and being allowed to be inside to play video games, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, yeah, it just is very reminiscent to like that environment.
0: Hell yeah. Um I would probably own like a combination like record shop, used bookstore that also like in the back area had like a um huge like not huge but like tons of plants, areas to sit and like just like a single like espresso machine where you could just get like oh very general um uh like nothing really fancy but you could still get coffee while enjoying like an outdoor um almost like picturing like like a sunroom like like a glass roof and like yeah. just like plants hanging everywhere and then like a big blank wall where like I could do like a like, a 30-person movie night where I just, like, project on the wall and, like, wheel in a popcorn machine. That would be so sick. Like, just, like, a very cozy space that the weirdos could come hang out at.
1: Yeah. I, I think that Berkeley probably has things closer to that, but I don't think that we have any of that really in our area. I feel like that's kind of yeah. died. You know, like, the... The kind of uh, the multiple hat wearing family ran business like it's a bookstore, but they also host like a movie night, you know, like. Right. That doesn't have any space here. It'd be cool to have something like that nearby. But where would you want to have it ideally?
0: I think I would want to have it in like. Like a Montana or like a like a Virginia, like somewhere where like the kids need it yeah you know
1: that'd be so fucking rad
0: like retired witch lady opens up a record shop cafe that like the other goth kids can come hang out at because their parents are judging them (laughs) and telling them that they're gonna go to hell
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like so sad but it's like very true that'd be so fucking cool
0: yeah i just feel like it's Safe spaces for weirdos is underrated in a lot of, like, not coastal states.
1: Hey, if you ever end up buying that school, you know, you got plenty of space to do School it. my
0: <laughs> I know. I keep looking at it all the time. I found it's I found its historical website.
1: Oh, you do? have been did? reading
0: about all the repairs. Yeah. There's, like, the whole, like, the historical society of that, that town has been doing, like, repairs on it for years. And they have a list of all the repairs they've ever done and its whole history as a boarding school and think about it a lot think about it a lot but I don't even know what I would do
1: <laughs> I mean like honestly dude you could probably get a mortgage on that thing that'd be like 800 bucks a month
0: the mortgage is 950 dollars Greg um <laughs> dude and I I can't I can't put myself in that space cause then I'm just gonna like do something wild and be like oh no
1: hey, what have I done hey we're, this is, you only get one of these shots at life man <laughs>
0: yeah exactly i don't know if that's the shot i want to take (laughs) it could Uh, be a bad one though (laughs) it could be or it could be a fucking nightmare (laughs) um i would need it to like get it appraised to see like how bad of shape it's in before i would make any decision like that
1: yeah for sure
0: because i don't have like expendable income to repair a school per se um but we were joking about how like we could just turn it into like a school of witchcraft um so like during the spring and summer like especially like we'll just call it like a gritty like for camp like just a camp it all year so like spring and summer you could come out and like all of our artist friends could do workshops in that space and like charge for it right like you can learn like a gardening workshop a loom workshop general witchcraft um some light animal husbandry just like very like sustainable um and then in the winter i could offer free board but they had to do work on the school
1: that would I mean, it sounds like you got a plan. So <laughs>
0: i Greg. I think about it. I'm not fucking lying to you. I think about it all the time, but I don't know if it's the right move. It's too much to think about sometimes.
1: As long as it's got Wi-Fi, you could always work from home, too.
0: <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. Anyways, anyways, uh, anyways, anyways. Oh, technically I couldn't because guess what? I got promoted again. I'm gonna have reports I'm a manager. I'm a leader now. Hey! Congrats! Hey. <laughs> Forgot about that part. P.S. Fuck yeah, dude! Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's great. I'm proud of you. That's so sick. Thank you. You're killing the game everywhere you go and so fast I'd... too. You do it so quickly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my my year mark is in two weeks. Exactly. <laughs> 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 You're like, stand, yeah. There it is. Um, thank you. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty stoked.
1: Hell yeah. Um, How's it with Danny? I heard that you did some uh, training with him.
0: It's been great. I mean, he seems to love it. The team loves him. I wish they could fucking meet him.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool.
0: <laughs> that'd be cool. Um, one day they will, though. Yes. They uh. Are. So, what did you learn about me, Greg? Um,
1: I learned that. You handle, <laughs> you handle uh, embarrassment very well. <laughs> it seems Cause I've like
0: I've experienced it a lot.
1: Yeah, and I feel like uh, what's funny about you is that you get this uh, very strong "fuck it" vibe, um, very like rampantly. You know, <laughs> as soon as like you process that there's no there's no fixing it and there's no way out of it, it instantaneously becomes fuck it there's no well like um uh, there's no ifs whens there's no gray <laughs> it's like nothing i can do about it fuck it here i am you know yeah. i'm in this space what yeah. you gonna fucking do about it and yeah i've always admired that it actually oh. is something that i picked up on how to handle situations from you i've noticed throughout my life is that um the fuck it mentality is super helpful because accepting you know that life is just life and it's going to happen how it's going to happen and just fucking roll with the punches uh is something that's helped me out through a lot of situations and i very much vividly learned that from you because you've had that mentality for a while like for most of my adolescence and definitely all of my adulthood so like it's been very cool to kind of just like see it pop up in like the f- more funny instances in life. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like
0: all right, I just did that. I just embarrassed the shit out of myself. There it goes.
1: Hold yeah. my head up because like when I'll was- laugh
0: with them so they can't laugh at me.
1: <laughs> exactly, and when I was like- bullies
0: have no fun if the person's in on it.
1: Yeah, seriously, uh, that helped me out a lot through my schooling. It helped me out um, a lot when I was a kid because like even in that story, like I was so distraught about what happened to me you know like peeing yeah. myself in public it was like such a terrifying moment yeah. and uh dealing with that like basically came from that idea of just like you know fuck it dude you just gotta deal with it you just gotta move on what are you on. gonna do yeah
0: i got pee pants i gotta go home yeah
1: exactly <laughs> <laughs> like if i had that mentality then you know dad would have been yeah, like, like if you
0: just came down and you're like and dad's like what the fuck and you're like dude same <laughs> I can't tell you what happened. My body was just like, guess what? You can't wait anymore. And I pissed myself. So if we could like, I don't know, get home so I could change, that would be sick. Yeah, that So you wouldn't been... even know what to do. He'd be like, I'm like, I should be frustrated, but you seem confident in your yeah, <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> cool, I guess.
1: Yeah. Like it, it's a <laughs> very valuable lesson. And I'm, I'm very excited that I got to see that firsthand from you. Um, And then I'm glad I could help. In addition to that, I think that your creativity when it comes to uh, applying yourself in, like, bizarre situations, i.e. buying a abandoned school and making it mm-hmm. into a thing, it's not just, like, half half uh, thought-out processes, you know? Like, you go on, um, like, mental, like, workshops on your own, uh, mm-hmm. just kind of being like, okay, if I was going to do this, not only – why would I want to, but how would I be able to sustain it? What would be the best way to use it? How would I, could? how could I help more people by owning this place? You, you know, like mm-hmm. you weren't like, I want to have a whole school because it'd be fun. It'd be like rad. You're like, no, like I can have a school and I can turn it into a place for people to go and learn and experience. And it, I think that, uh, you have a very strong connection to giving back to the community that help you, you know? Um, and I kind of see that bleed through with like, you go out and you experience a thing and you learn from a group of people, or you experience something with a group of people and you get a strong desire to give back instantaneously. And I I think it's really cool to see how, when you even just hypothesize about things, like even just for the shits and giggles of it, you know, you're so driven naturally to make a place for people to like live their life in a better way too it's not like yeah i would turn it into a skate park and it would be sick it's like (laughs) (laughs)
0: rip it and grip it you're like Uh, (laughs) it'd be a place
1: where people could go and learn and experience and like like just grow and it's like it's really cool to just you know have have an older sibling that has that mentality behind it because it kind of puts me into check about like How am I affecting the environment around me? Even when it comes to dumb things like that, it's just like, it's just cool to hear.
0: Thanks, dude.
1: Yeah. And what'd you learn about me? Um,
0: I learned that it could not have been easy to have to fucking walk out of that restroom and then go tell dad. Like I could, I can feel it in my own gut of like, fuck, I have to go tell him because I have to get home. Yep. Um, the relationship between you and Thomas is always so surprising to me just because like Thomas and I have always been really distant and like, obviously I knew you guys were close cause like you shared a room and you guys like were always like, cackling like you guys laughed so loud all the time and so like I knew you guys like got along really really well but like Thomas in multiple instances has like tried to be like it's cool it's nothing like slid in to be like oh actually it's it's not that I'm here as your bro like um and so like whenever I hear those little like tidbits of how you both have been there for each other as brothers it like warms my heart makes me feel really good um and, like, it lets me, like, see a different side of him. Um, yeah. Just because, like, we've had, like, a very, like, neutral relationship. Like, it's never been bad. It's just been, like, you're my brother.
1: Yeah, I have a very neutral relationship with Lauren, you know? Like. Yeah. I I, I feel that, you know? It's, it's just, like, I think that we had, you know, we had a peer when we were in mm-hmm. that house. And it mm-hmm. kind of just, like, allowed for those relationships to you know yeah manifest. like exactly
0: like Lauren and I are only like a year apart and you and Thomas are five months apart so like we literally like Brady Bunch paired off yep <laughs> we're like I knew her secret she knew my secrets and you knew Thomas's secrets and he knew yours like right it was it was an ideal setup for a support system but like weird for the alternate siblings
1: yeah yeah definitely.
0: Yeah. um I also like whenever you talk about The things that, like, bring nostalgia or feel good to you, like, the small game shop and, like, walking in. Like, it gives me almost, like, a glance of, like, what you could do in your future, right? Like, you have a home now, so now your next steps can be, like, to save towards, like, whatever your, like, retirement plans could be. Like, you're already in that phase of your life and you're 26? Yep. Um, I was like, you just turned 26, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, last month? Uh... And so, like, that's, like, a wild place to be in. So, like, you could even be, like, in my retirement plans, I'm going to own a weird game shop, you know? And, like, that's completely attainable for you.
1: And yeah, I have a hard time seeing that because I'm so – I get so fixated um, in the now, like, in the right now. I have a hard time seeing the, you know, down the line. And it's something that I'm trying to work on for sure because – I think that contributes to my – like, I've always said, like, time is flying for me. It always feels like I blink my eyes and time just, like, flies by. And I think it's because I don't give myself a chance to think outside of where I am right now, you Mm. know, Mm -hmm. because I get so easily um, over-encumbered by that. So, like – yeah yeah like I could you're right I could do that in yeah. the future that is definitely an option. it's just yeah hard like for me you to could realize.
0: have a half game store half um guide dog training facility and Rachel could have just train dogs her whole life her whole retirement and you run a game shop and you find adoptive families through the game shop.
1: see this is why I need you to be my marketing <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah like that is a completely obtainable weird hybrid shop but people would love it
1: just having like personal help dogs just like walking around while you're playing board games just like chilling out
0: yeah it can Like, and think about it like it's a great place there's a bunch of like kids and teens you can teach them to be therapy dogs and give them like exposure right in the space
1: that'd be rad options yep you're right (laughs) that's very cool man good vibes i like that
0: yeah hell yeah dude
1: okay well i'd like to say thank you to high sun for our intro and outro music ramen waitress and thank you to dina for our cover art you can find her art at happy dina store
0: uh you can find all of our previous episodes our social media um our bio about us all at elucidated.show and as always if you have the time to leave a review even if it's just the stars we deeply appreciate it yep awesome alright bye bye